0: We are continuing Mishnah Yomi in the first parak of Masroth at Mishnah Zayin. Recall that the last topic we talked about was when the finishing step of a food product was the Gemar Melocha. Because before that point, someone could have a casual snack, an Achilat Arai, from this produce without taking the tithes. But once it's reached that final completion point, one can no longer snack from it until he takes the tithes. So Mishnah 7, and what about for wine? Misha from when he skims it. So skims what? So he's skimming from the top of the lower gats, the lower basin. The way their wine press was set up, was high, they would have the a tub at the top where they would trample the grapes and it would flow into a vat and then from the upper vat down through some sort of pipe or waterfall kind of situation to the lower ghat where it would ferment. So once you've skimmed off the residue, the grape peels or stems or seeds from the lower ghat, vin is considered finished even though it's not yet fermented. And The Mishnik says, <laughs> Even though he's already skimmed from the lower vat, He could still take out of the upper vat, from the pipe area. He could still drink that. It's not considered done until it's in the lower reservoir where it will sit and ferment. Hashem, and by oil, a similar situation. Once it goes into the receiving basin, next to the press, it's considered done. Even though some oil has run into that basin, he can still take. From the sack, they would put the olives into a sack and then press them. So you could eat olives out of the sack casually before tithing. Mid-bayin and from under the stones that they used to crush them, mid and from between the boards, either the boards they used to push down on the sack or the boards holding the framework of the press together. Now the Mishnah turns to an interesting halacha: If you put uh, untithed produce onto something else or onto a heat source, does that make it finished, a finished product? So the Mishnah rules, you could put this oil, this untithed oil onto a hot cracker. He took his crackers, his wafers out of the oven, they're hot, so you put a little oil in, it's very gishmak, that's fine to do without tithing, or on a food that's already on the serving platter. The But you cannot put this untithed, unfinished, it's not even finished yet, unfinished oil into the kdera, the pot, or the lalfas, also called the ilpas, the frying pan, when they are hot, when they're on the fire, what we call, you might be familiar from chilchos Shabbos, a kli rishon, a utensil, a cooking implement on the fire is kli rishon. So if you're putting this unfinished oil there, it's becoming part of a cooked food. And now by definition, it's considered finished. And there's no more achilat arai. Any eating of a cooked prepared food like this is achilat keva and must be tithed first. Rabbi Yehuda, Omeri, is a qualification. You could put this unfinished oil into any kli. Now he's talking about a kli off the fire. Not a kli on the fire because that would definitely cook mit Except for a clee off the fire. It used to be on the fire, still warm, has food in it, so could you put your oil in there? Not if it has chometz vitzir, vinegar or brine, because those items accelerate the cooking process. So then it's untithed oil will be part of a cooked dish and will need to be tithed. Mishnaches, Ha'igul. Our eagle is famous from our study of Maseches Truma. It's a round cake. Of figs, So instead of just eating figs, they'd squish the figs up into a cake, and then you could cut slices of the fig cake and eat it that way. So when is that done and needs to be uh, tithed before it's snacked on? When you glaze it. So they would rub fruit juice on this, similar to how we glaze a challah with a little egg yolk or something, a little something on it, to give it that sort of a nice sheen. And you can even put this sheen on by using juice from figs and grapes that are tevel, that are not yet tithed. So since you're sort of squeezing the liquid directly onto your eagle, your fig cake, it's not really considered juicing. Again, there's a similar concept in Heuchel Shabbos about, for example, squeezing a lemon onto a piece of fish. It's not exactly juicing, which would be user but it's making the food absorbed into another food. But we'll, we'll get to Shabbos, we'll talk all about that. Rabbi Yehuda, Ozer, Rabbi Yehuda says, no, you cannot do that with tevel. He says, the juice is really extant, and it would need to be tithed before eating from your fig cake. Someone who's glazing his fig cake with grape juice, it doesn't make it able to accept tumah. And we talked about in the end of Trumot that there were seven liquids that if they get onto something make it ready to accept truma. Rabbi Huda omershur. Rabbi says that does indeed work to make it a kavul a grow Now what about dried figs? You could put figs into a cake, or you could simply dry dry them and then you stick them all in a barrel. Mishiyodush when you squash them, you squash them down in the barrels, so you can fit more dried figs in there. Umagura mishiyogil. And Magura either means a storehouse or a round shape to squish them into. When he smooths out, smooths them out, makes a nice pile or a nice form in that shape. Hayadosh bechavit maguba Magura. He's pressing his figs into the barrel, or he's smoothing out the pile in the storeroom. So he's in the process of finishing up these figs. So he's kind of in in process of getting them to the final stage of gomar Malacha. And the barrel breaks, and everything's fallen out everywhere. Or the storehouse, or the mold breaks, opened. He can't eat from them as a snack, because he started the last stage of preparation, even though it broke in the middle, and he never really got to the final stage. Rabbi Yossi allows eating them as a snack, because he says, listen, even though some of the figs were completely processed. He intended to put all of these figs into the same process or the same storage. So Lameizah is not done yet and they're not Gemar Melocha.